Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Kyogo Furuhashi says he's ready to go, go, go. He's looking forward to securing successive titles for Celtic, doing well in the Champions League and hoping to play for Japan at the World Cup in Qatar. Meanwhile, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst says winning the Scottish League title is his priority. But he starts tomorrow at Livingston without Rabi Matondo, but he will be back in the squad for Tuesday in Europe. Names such as Kemar Roof, Yanis Hadji and Philip Halander are out of the Champions League squads, but Alfredo Morelos is in, a sign surely that he is back soon. Well, there's so much to look forward to in the next two hours. Mark is with us, Simon too. We're going to hear the latest from Ange Postacoglu and the two captains, Callum McGregor, James Tavernier and from GVB himself. Mark, the talking's just about over. Yeah. Who's going to win the league? Oh, boss, <laughs> it's going to be tight. I'm, I'm still undecided, but I reckon about 90 minutes time I might have a, a prediction uh, for you. But look, I think both clubs... Um, have gone about their business very very well uh, in the close season Rangers have sold two big names brought in the guts of 25 to 30 million pounds they had to do it it made sense on paper they've recruited well same with Celtic but it's can the players the new players handle the weight of the jersey can they handle the expectation level the ability is not in doubt Paul it's a mentality if they can handle it and that'll be key to the destination of the title come May. This time last night, John Hartson and Kenny Miller both said it was too close to call. Simon Donnelly, by the end of the programme, they both gave their predictions. John Hartson said Celtic, Kenny said Rangers. What do you feel? Surprise, surprise, Celtic. I think Celtic, it's, it's hard to, to, to predict. I think the last two seasons has shown that. Uh, I think you would have predicted Celtic to go on and win 10 in a row and it didn't happen. And then last year, you'd have been surprised for Ange to hit the ground so well as he did. Uh, but I think Celtic in a better place obviously with the, the 12 months that this group have worked together and as Mark says they've got a few in there it's, it's a stronger squad especially from midfield to front Who's going to start up front for Celtic? One of the questions we will ask Kyogo or is it going to be Gikamakis and who is going to be alongside Cameron Carter-Vickers at the back 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show and for Rangers fans well Robbie Matondo you like the look of him the Bassey it was short it was sweet wasn't it I mean this time last year if I'd said to you £20 million for Calvin Bassey you'd have said no chance but oh. he was phenomenal wasn't yeah, he and yeah. he's gone as you mentioned Mark so for Rangers is Tom Lawrence going to do it um, Cholak up front for Rangers it sounds as though um, Morellas will stay we're going to hear from James Tavenier, he hasn't signed the contract yet, but it looks as though the extension is coming. And uh, Ryan Kent, 
the feeling is, and I see Barry said it this morning, he said it here three weeks ago, Morelos will stay and so too will Ryan Kent. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Somebody leaving Rangers is Glenn Middleton. Uh, he's been on, he's off to Dundee United. Yeah. Good move for him, Mark, isn't it? Yeah, so, he's, a, he's yeah. a good winger. You know, yeah. he's, he's got a bit of pace. He's tricky with the, with the ball. You know, he helped St. Johnson win the Scottish Cup a couple of years ago. Um, and he's back out on loan. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was at uh, Hibernian under Jack Ross on loan. Um, as well so yeah Glenn, Glenn will be a good uh, addition to Dundee United some other news coming in Celtic chairman Ian Banker he's been in charge since uh, 2011 so that's mm. uh, nearly years. 12 years he is going to be handing over at the end of the year so I mean when he looks back in his career as chairman of Celtic your old club that's some record isn't it so he was there you know chairman over the nine in a row years and the, the quadruple trebles yeah yeah he's been there you know, a mainstay um you know, I think it's probably Celtic supporters would probably have wanted a change there, uh, maybe a bit sooner. But it'll be interesting to see who they who they bring in. It's a prestigious position, Paul. Chairman of Celtic yeah. is a massive position in terms of how the club does and how it's um, operated day to day. So you know, you could, you, you'd have a queue the length of Sucky Hall Street mm. for the Celtic chairman's um, position. And I think the supporters will welcome change again. It adds another bit of, or it should, it should add another bit of. Um, freshness by bringing somebody from the outside by fresh ideas who's you know, a Celtic supporter but not necessarily been involved with the club in the past The manager made such a <clears throat> difference this time last year Simon we know he was brand new to it well he'll start the defence of the title on Sunday as we know Celtic against Aberdeen how special is it for Callum McGregor to be unfurling the, the title flag? Yeah it's a, it's a special day I'm going to be covering the game at Celtic Park I'm looking forward to it uh, the excitement and hope for a new season will be there but uh, it's work again you know the, the title was won they celebrated against Murrow in the last day of the season you know you have to it's Celtic or Rangers you draw a line under it and it's, it's work again you know they have to go and defend it as players, do you think maybe it's better to get it out of the way and then just get on with the game? Yeah, because it could be a custard pie, can't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you just want the you want the the action um, to to start. You just want to get on with it, Paul. You know, players are now the Rangers players are less than twenty four hours away from kick off. The manager, as you said, has made it clear the league is his priority. I run in Europe's brilliant. There's a very immediate target, which is to secure Champions League and thirty five million quid mm-hmm. over the course of the next four weeks. But over the course of the next 10 months Rangers want to be champions Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wants to be standing on the podium with the Premiership title he does not want to be looking across the city and seeing Ange Postecoglou um, securing two in a row because as a as an old firm manager you maybe don't survive two years without a title of course let's hear from the two managers first of all then Ange Postecoglou talking about the competition coming up this year in the league tougher than, than last year I guess um, so it's hard to assess things in pre-season everyone I think every manager thinks they've had a great pre-season and every signing has been fantastic. Uh, all that stuff uh, gets to unfold in, in the reality of competition over the next few weeks and then we'll see how everyone's pre-season has been and their signings have been. I mean, we, we didn't have a great pre-season last year. It didn't stop us being successful. So I don't think that's an indicator of what's ahead for us. All we can do is concentrate on ourselves and, and know that um, whatever um, lays ahead, it's, it's you know, we're going to have to be at our best to, to be successful. Simon Donnelly, what do you think of Celtic's squad for this season? And uh, obviously Jota, that was brilliant for Celtic to secure him early. Yeah. We're known for a wee bit over the summer oh, after his world tour. And Cameron and Carter Vickers, how important to get those two? I think it was a great bit of business for Celtic. Yep. I really do. I think they were two of Celtic's best players last year. Carter Vickers really assured at the back. And I've caught little bits of their pre-season. This season, Jota looks really lively. 
and I think he's a player that excites. You know, his numbers last year were really good as well, assists and goals. And he's only going to get better. You know, he's a young man. Uh, he's had the experience a little bit of the European side of it last year. And I think these two have been brilliant to get nailed down. Uh, and as I say, a full pre-season, the Japanese boys coming in halfway through the season, Atati I thought was running on empty towards the end of the season. He looks refreshed. So I just think Celtic looked really strong. What are you thinking of Bernabe? So finally, a, an Argentinian comes and plays at Celtic. You're yeah. looking forward to seeing him? And um, is it, yeah. is it a I haven't seen a lot of him. Yeah. It, yeah. Small, uh, I think that position had to be addressed, you know, just for competition for, for the likes of Greg Taylor. I know Juranovic has played there as well, but I think that and the centre back uh, additions will just keep everybody in those positions on their toes. It'll be good competition for, for Greg Taylor. Does he need some more? There's uh, Moritz Jens is there as well, Mark. You, he's not ruling out one or two more signings before the end of August. Yeah, I mean, there'll, there'll, there'll be players um, on the radar. Um, I think there's the boy um, Fanny from Israeli football yep. um, who continues to be linked uh, with the club uh, who's a kind of holding midfield fielder um, so yeah there's no, no doubt that they're looking they're always you know, managers Simon will tell you managers are never happy they'll never say in public <laughs> I'm happy in my squad and behind the scenes they'll never say to the chairman the yeah. chief executive I'm happy in my squad the party line is always we could be doing me one or two more really? why yeah. do they do it? because it takes pressure off themselves because mm -hmm. if they ever say I'm happy with my squad. There's no excuses. So they need to allow themselves. <laughs> that's how it works, Simon, isn't it? Yeah. They need to allow themselves a wee bit of wiggle room yeah. in case it goes peak tong. And uh, they say, well, I did say <laughs> I wanted one or two more in. But on the whole, if you look at the squad, um, Celtic, it looks very, very settled. It's certainly an improvement in last season. They've spent a few quid, to be fair to them. And across the city at Rangers, yeah. they've recruited well. Let's see how they are. Um, without Aribo, um, and Bassi because they were two first team regular starters very very important players so the what's going to be interesting for me tomorrow come 12 o'clock at Livingston is how Rangers line up what yeah. the formation is Paul yeah. is he going to go back three you know is he going to go back four um, is it Davis and, and Golson where the Suter came into the the mix is Lawrence yeah. going to start a lot, of, a lot of questions You're just want. putting it out there for the Rangers fans as well because yeah. we're going to come to that in a moment or two. You mentioned about Ange Postecoglou and all managers who always want a little bit more. What does he think of the squad at the moment? Everyone's pretty good, Nick. <clears throat> I think Carl uh, Starfelt's the only obviously uh, definite uh, non-starter for, for this weekend, although he did train with a, with a team today and will train with a team tomorrow, but that's his first two sessions. But he's kind of got through all the, the different phases and uh, he's got the clear, um, you know, he's got the tick from the sort of medical and sports science team to, to now fully integrate it's just a matter of getting some training time everyone else uh, off the top of my head is uh, is uh, fit and available Yosuke uh, uh, Itaguchi he picked up a unfortunate sort of injury of training a, a, a gash on his leg that required quite a few stitches and, and he'll probably miss a few weeks um, so sorry yeah, he's the only one that will be missing but overall then six games undefeated uh, by Celtic pretty solid uh, pre-season for them what about Rangers then also some Good results. They lost to Tottenham, Mark, but who wouldn't? <laughs> you know, you're up against two goals against you, Simon. Harry Kane, there's no disgrace in that. Let's hear from the manager, GVB, about his expectation for this season. Well, I mean, that's, um, I think that's the most important competition we're in. Next year, we want to um, be champions of, uh, of Scotland again. You know, we, uh, we didn't uh, uh, last year, so. We start all over again and we have to make sure we, we have a good start and that starts tomorrow against Livingston. So 
we prepared well, we are ready for the challenge we, um, we will face and uh, you know, it's very important to get a, a good start and uh, get the three points, uh, the first three points of the season tomorrow. Livingston tomorrow at 12, let's hear the squad update from the manager. Yeah, we have, um, well Kamar is still, um, still out, so he will uh, not be in the squad tomorrow obviously. We have Alex, He's fit to train. He's uh, training with the B team at the moment to get um, to get fitness, also some some game time. Uh, Robbie uh, had his first uh, per, uh, individual session today. He looks uh, he looks good uh, for tomorrow. A little bit uh, short of time, so he will be joining the group on Sunday to prepare for uh, Tuesday's game. So he will be not in the squad. Mark, one of the questions that you touched on then, who is going to be at the back for Rangers? Uh, he can adapt how they play. What do you think they're going to do at Livingston? Oh, uh, <laughs> on the spot. Know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, Paul, I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see, you know, the goalkeeping position as well. And I, I yep. fully expect it to be Alan McGregor. Mm -hmm. um, and then he's got to build a relationship with the, with the guys in front of me, whether it's a, a central defensive partnership or there's, there's three at the back. Because um, what you've got to try and do if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is find a way to get your best players into the mm -hmm. team. If that means going to a three, then you know that's what he'll do. So Connor Goldson is he sort of? The heart? I think he's yeah. yeah, he's a rock. He's he's at the heart. So Simon, it's you agree? Who, yeah. who goes yeah, with? I think who so. goes with yeah. him? And who I is was just about to ask: Have they, have they yeah. used that three in pre-season? I haven't seen any of the, the pre-season games at Rangers. Most, used the three? most of the time, it's been it's been the 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 four, but. You know, Davis is not long in, and they yeah. try to get him up to speed. So yeah. maybe it just might be a wee bit too quick for him. But the point is, they spent four million quid on him. There's a Champions League yeah. qualify mm -hmm. on Tuesday night, and they get a good uh, result. So you just, you know, get the jersey on, get in there, and 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 go on with it. Um, you know, as well, they've, they've, they've brought in uh, Yilmaz, Yilmaz as well. Yep. Spent five million quid yeah. on a left back. So where does that leave Barish? It's as Yilmaz ready to go. As Yilmaz a natural wing back with Tavernier, and we know Tavernier can do that all day yeah. long. Yeah. Can Yil Maz as well an on the other side? Because, so, yeah. Obviously, I know John Suter very well, and you know the final showed how he's developed as a defender. But he's very, very comfortable in the ball. And Rangers, more often than not, especially domestically, will have a lot of the ball. You know, and bringing it out from the back and starting things off. So it'll be interesting to see if they do go with a three uh, at Livy uh, tomorrow. You mentioned about Yilmaz. Here's the manager speaking about... Ridvan is um, travelling tomorrow towards Glasgow. He is uh, clear to play. You know, he's been ahead of normal uh, pre-season uh, with uh, Besiktas, so uh, he will join the group on Sunday as well. He's cleared to play. He'll be with the group. Is it going to be a bit like uh, Celtic last... Remember at the start of the season, yeah. uh, in came Kyogo off the plane straight mm. on. Yeah. Uh, so could it be that... I, you wouldn't expect him to play, would you, tomorrow? So, no, I think going yeah. go there, he'll join the squad on, on Sunday. So I think he's going to be available for, for Tuesday night. Um, I'm glad you're in, listening. In, in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> at least what, what that does tell you, though, that the jersey's as bad as such is at the moment. So, yeah. you know, it's, he's in possession of it. He's got this, the, the chance to go and keep it um, for Tuesday night. Now, unless there's a horror show from Barisic tomorrow, I would imagine that Barisic plays on Tuesday night as well, just to bring that continuity, then, you know, allow Yilmaz to, to find his feet and get in. But. Does Barisic, is he part of a, a is, is he a wing back or is he a natural left back tomorrow? Um, let's wait and see. I mean, a lot of the coaches now, you look at it, they do like the the three four one two or the three four two one, three four three, whatever you want to call it. Where you get your back three, your two holders, your two wing backs going really high, and then you've got a triangle um, up top. So that's one thing we know about Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He's creative when it comes to that. You know, he's, he's, he likes a system. 
I think you, know, you look at Ange Postacoglu he's rigid and there's nothing wrong with that because he won the league doing it so you can't complain about it the players know it week in week out but Giovanni's willing to be more flexible so let's wait and, let's wait and see I'm, I'm intrigued to find out uh, how they line up tomorrow with their, their, their formation it's going to be some game isn't it Simon it's, it's a tough one Livy I mean Celtic yeah, know a, how tough listen, it is there yeah. on the plastic pitch mm -hmm. And Livy did so well last season, uh, they'll be right up for it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tester to start, but I would expect Rangers to go there and win the game. We should mention at this point, Motherwell last night out of Europe already. They went to the west coast of Ireland and, well, were woeful. I saw one of the headlines today. I mean, that's bad, isn't it? 2-0, 3-0 in aggregate. Paul, I watched the game. Yeah. Mother How Will, bad was it? Motherwell yeah. were very poor. Very poor. I'd heard reports about the game at Fir Park last week. I still felt that they would go and turn that tie around last night. Mm. They just look devoid of anything to create any sort of chance. And I know it's early in the season, but they've worked so hard to get into that position in Europe and fell very short last night. And uh, I was really disappointed with the performance. Mark, he could be on... I know they haven't kicked a ball yet yeah. in the league, yeah. but it was a poor end last season. Yeah, I know it's, it's crazy, isn't it? The way it ended yeah. up, teams that could hardly buy a win... Motherwell yeah. was one of them Dundee United but then Hibs got worse and we know the story Ross yeah. County rocketed up but the Motherwell fans are sore about this yeah. I, I mean Paul if, if you take a step back and you think about it people saying Graham Alexander might and I use the word might be under pressure certainly the fans are not happy from last night we know that but then you see how can a manager be under pressure when he's got his team into Europe yeah. playing European yeah. football you know it wasn't a relegation playoff last night they're playing in Europe but they've only won a handful of games in 2022 um, so Massive game on Sunday in Paisley, Paul. You look at St Mirren, um, who got knocked out of the League Cup as well. Mm -hmm. Stephen Robinson's, you know, needing to find a bit of momentum uh, there too. But, you know, certainly the Motherwell fans, are, they're looking for a performance. They want to see something more um, from their team. And it's up to Graham Alexander to, to, to find the answers and to find the solutions to go and get a positive result at Paisley on Sunday. Because you hate to talk about managers' future so no, early in the season. Of course you do. Listen, um, it's terrible to speculate about people losing their job, but. I just watched the game last night and it didn't look as if they could create anything. How was Van Veen? Quiet. Mm -hmm. Quiet. And he, he was one last year that, you know... He was lively, if, wasn't he? If, if he about played, him, yeah. you know, Motherwell tended to play. Mm -hmm. uh, but they just... They did not create anything in the game. It was so poor. Uh, and I know it's early stages, but sometimes, I mean, you look at Hibs in the, in the League Cup, uh, they're under pressure immediately as well, you know, with some dodgy results. It's important that they get off to a good start on, on Sunday, Motherwell. Aidan uh, McGeady, of course, out. Talking yeah, about we'll talk that. about that during the programme. going to take a quick break, but it's going to be some weekend tomorrow, 12 noon, Livingston against Rangers, and then at three, Hearts against Ross County. Hearts with new contracts for the management squad, uh, and they deserve it. Kelly back in the big time, Kilmarnock against Dundee United. Newish manager at Kilmarnock, uh, and of course, brand new to Dundee United, Jack Ross against Derek McInnes and, and they're good personal friends because they've both been through it having been sacked just in the last year or so elsewhere St Johnson against Hibs both have had a tough start to the season and then Sunday three St Mirren against Motherwell and then at 4.30 it's Celtic against Aberdeen The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go. Thanks, Chris. He's all excited about the final Neighbours tonight. He's excited. I think he's disappointed. Who's your favourite character over the years on Neighbours? Did you watch it years oh, ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to like a bit of Neighbours, Ramsey Street. 
but I did like Mrs. Mango. She had a good, okay. she had a good Esther, and I liked, uh, I liked Jane as well. When when she was it plain Jane, she was known okay. as it first. So, so you've not yet told us your prediction of who's going to win the title, but you'll tell us your favourite characters and neighbours. Cheers, Mark. Simon, what about you? Did you watch it on the way home from school? I was a big fan, big fan back in the day. Uh, Joe Mango was one of my yeah, favourite right, characters. Yeah. Uh, Scott and. Charlene Kelly yeah, Mills. I think that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm saying yes. Yeah. And of course, Jason Donovan, our old pal, yeah. uh, he'll be back tonight with Kelly. Well, it's recorded, but yeah, it's later tonight. But of course, we'll be listening to Zoe Kelly straight after us here on the Go Radio Football who, Show. Who yeah. was yours, Paul? Who was your favourite? Uh, Harold Bishop. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying Harold the name. I can't. Yeah. Harold is great. Yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> 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 Haven't watched it for decades. That's the problem, isn't it? Let's get this back to football because we're on the verge of the brand new season. Uh, Livy against Rangers kicking off tomorrow. Already today, Giovanni van Bronckhorst has said, look, it was amazing in Europe. We want to do well. He's going to talk about Champions League in a moment or two. But the title and reclaiming it from Celtic is his priority. Ange Postacoglu was an interesting one when he's saying, how does he feel? Does he feel well prepared for this season compared to last season? Now, this is really short. And listen to the manager. Yeah, considering everyone didn't think I knew anything at the start of last year, I think I'm in a better place, mate. But, you know, I'm as well prepared as I always am. I was only asking. <laughs> I don't know who asked it, but yeah, he's a wee bit nippy there. A wee bit, uh, Simon. A wee bit. I remember, yeah. I remember him getting questioned about Hearts and, you know, the debate if he knew anything about Hearts. And of course he did. I think he'd mentioned a couple of Australian players that had played at Hearts. Yeah. So I think that's maybe just going back to that. Uh, yeah, the collective we showed a bit of ignorance, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Paul, I think if, if we're all honest and, and, yeah. and we reflect um, that, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that was quite patronising towards Ange Postacoglu. Let's be honest. Think so? yeah. yeah. I mean, those guys are coming from Australia. I'd probably say 95% of it was, well, it was Celtic supporters, people in the media, pundits, journalists, whatever. We were in here the night it was appointed. Yeah. Like, what, what? I'm sure you probably the immediate reaction from most people is, what is going on? Where is Eddie Howe? Why is it not Eddie Howe? And who is this guy? Ange Poster because you think of some of the names that were meant to be like you know other than, than, than Eddie Howe so let's be honest and Ange Poster Coglu has gone in and, and proven everybody wrong that albeit Craig Moore tipped him to do very very well and Craig, yeah. we, we were quite fortunate to have a an invaluable insight mm. from, from, from Craig Moore he's played um, under him right of course yeah, for so Australia we are, I mean, let's be honest so it's always Australian football yeah. Yeah, but don't you know don't don't knock it they've qualified Charlie for Miller, four or five World Cups in a row Similar to, to, to Big Oz at the yeah. time, I remember him saying that he'd worked with him and he says, anyway, we'll get Celtic playing really attractive football, mm-hmm. which proved to be the case. Yep. But I think we are always, I keep going back to my time, 98, with Vim Janssen, everybody's yeah. a wee bit ignorant of what these guys have done in the game. You know, when they come in and, and well, we see what he did and then obviously the success of Ange last year. Can he repeat the success of last year? That's uh, that's the big question. 0808 17 17 700. Celtic fans, call us now. Rangers fans, give us a call because on Tuesday night, well, on Monday, you'll be off to Belgium for the match with Union SG. And Simon, this is massive for Rangers. Huge. You know, 35 million at yeah. stake if they can win uh, these first two games, get into the playoff. And we know there's some big clubs to play against there, yeah. but they can only play at the moment. Look forward to that Union SG game. Yeah, it's massive for Rangers. It really is. And I know GVB has said that, you know, the focus is the league, which I understand, but they were that close to getting into this competition automatically with, with the win of the Europa League final. That wasn't to be. I've proved, you know, in the last little bit 
how well they can cope in Europe this is massive for them to get into the, the top competition He was asked today what's his expectations to go to a European final could they repeat it what does he feel for this coming year? Well, The, the, the expectation is always high uh, obviously we've seen the final last year is a huge achievement so that will bring expectations as well but you know it's a new campaign new season every game in Europe is is quite hard we just have to make sure we are ready for every game we play and uh, we have the possibility to uh, qualify for the group stages of the Champions League so you know we have to take it step by step as we've done uh, really well last year but also the previous season so it's a new challenge a new season and uh, we have to be ready again and uh, make sure we are well prepared for each game we play in Europe and of course domestically as well so massive for Rangers we'll come back to it in a moment or two breaking news a manager has gone already we discussed him five minutes ago Motherwell have parted company with manager Graham Alexander by mutual consent he leaves the club along with his assistant Chris Lucchetti uh, the club say Graham asked to speak with us early on Friday morning this morning and everyone agreed it would be best to make a change chairman Jim McMahon said Jim goes on to say we asked Graham to reverse our fortunes when he arrived 18 months ago and he did that before a really solid start to his first full season at Fir Park laid the foundations for what ultimately led to a fifth place finish and European football. Chairman Jim McMahon continues, however, things haven't gone as well for a spell in 2022. And although the timing is not ideal, we hope a change will bring about fresh impetus for everyone ahead of this new season. I'd like to place on record our sincere thanks to Graham and Chris for all their hard work and effort and wish them every success in their future careers. Graham himself added, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time at Motherwell and leave with nothing but good wishes for the club. I'm proud that we came in with the club joint bottom of the Premiership and 18 months later leave having first secured our Premiership status, then qualified for Europe in our first full season. Our points tally in that time is only behind Rangers and Celtic. So that's the stats. I also want finally to thank everyone who has worked so hard alongside us and for the support I've received from Alan Burrows, the CEO, Jim McMahon, the chairman and the board of directors. It's been a pleasure to represent Motherwell Football Club. Well, um, a class statement there. Mark, that's the breaking news. We talked about it seven minutes ago. Graham Alexander is out at Motherwell. I didn't see that. Yep. I didn't see that coming, Paul. Um, but, um, you know, the, saying the timing you know, was a bit strange. It's not ideal. However, the new manager's got four or five weeks to go and sort it out. He's got the remainder, he's got the month of August. If Motherwell appoint the next four or five days, he's got the month of August to go and assess and, and, and chop and change. But it's not ideal, but clearly the reaction from the supporters, uh, Paul, and it's probably been bub bubbling under because of their, the, the lack of wins in 2022, albeit they did manage to secure uh, European football. So we'll get the first casualty uh, of the season I thought one would come quite I have to be honest I thought there would be one if not two before the international break towards the, the, the end of September but I didn't see it coming uh, the night before the season started incredible stuff Graham Alexander sacked we'll maybe speak with Stephen Reside shortly he was on here he was at the game last night uh, he's been on the programme a few times and he said last week he was worried about it he's been really critical about Graham Alexander he, well we'll probably hear from Stephen Simon Donnelly your reaction July the 30th one yeah, manager just, gone listen we should never be surprised in football you know it serves up things like this all the time but yeah when we just discovered the news there I was surprised you know it's it's one of the ones where you know you don't want to be too critical but again going back to that game last night uh, I have to emphasise how poor Motherwell were and then we, we, we look at the stats here you know top 10 behind Rangers and Celtic with the points accumulation which isn't bad at all 
but I think there's been grumblings. I think the performances, uh, you know, what they're, they're putting on the pitch, I don't think they were best pleased towards the end of the season. They stumbled into that last uh, top six, probably with what they started the season with. They started a lot better, uh, but they kind of stumbled across that line. But these two performances against Sligo have been well well shot. Mark Guidi, you know how it works. Who's going to be the manager? Yeah. So immediately yeah. you start to think, right, mm-hmm. who's available yeah. or who would move up from a championship yeah. club or, you yeah. know, coming I mean, through. Paul, yeah. what, there's nobody that jumps out me now. I've just been thinking that in the last 60 seconds here Well, well, Simon uh, was talking. You tend to find it's people that's out of work because you don't want to pay compensation if you can avoid it. Um, Graham Alexander was out of work when he took the job. Um, is there somebody in the championship, is there a young manager off the top of my head, who's out of work right now? The, the first name that I can think of is Kevin Thompson. Yeah, is he ready for the for the Scottish Premier? Is he is he ready to make that that jump? I'm sure Kevin would say that he is, but is he ready to go and um, do it? He might be a, a contender. Um, other than that, there's been other names in the past. Um, I don't imagine so because there's just been a bit of a restructure in the backroom staff at at, uh, um, at Celtic. But is John Kennedy in the frame? I tell you who might be in the frame because he's just been moved out Stephen McManus McManus. who's been a coach started his coaching career at Motherwell knows the club inside out I wouldn't be surprised if Stephen McManus comes in the frame because he's a highly rated coach I was surprised to see him moved away from the from the first team uh, because I'd heard really good things about him so I'd imagine just very quickly off the top of my head Stephen McManus would be a, a strong contender in the championship, is there, is there somebody that jumps out? Said, is there somebody obvious that, I, that I'm, that I'm not, missing? Not you know? that I can think of, really. Uh, the, the guys that you've mentioned there, you know, it's a, it's a great job, yeah. first and foremost. It's, it's a, a great job, o- A great yeah. opportunity to go to a club, you know, steeped in history. Uh, nothing really jumps out at okay. me at the moment. Steve McManus would be a possible one. John Kennedy before is kind of. I don't know if shied away from, you know, I had the chance maybe at Hibs. Uh, he's got obviously a really good job at Celtic mm-hmm. as first team coach. Uh, of course, Stephen, as you know, has a great track record, former captain of the club as yeah. well, wasn't he? Yeah. At Motherwell. Yeah. Um, yeah. They loved him there after his time yeah. at Celtic and down south. Could it be Steve McManus? And he's highly rated, but people were surprised that he moved, but obviously Harry Kuehl has come in. Well, that's the breaking news in the last five minutes that uh, Graham Alexander has he's, he's parted company he's been sacked he's gone from Motherwell the statement from the club thanking him and he also said it doesn't have a bad word to say about the people there sometimes it just doesn't it doesn't work it was, out there was something it, I keep going on about it because it was so poor but there was something not right last night I mean to, to not create a chance in the game really we spoke about it in the office just before coming on air you know, said, first wrong? time yeah. back in Europe and 1-0 down go and have a reaction from the week before there was there was nothing Incredible. Um, yeah, let's go on the lines. Stephen Recite has, we've got Stephen on the line. Stephen, good evening. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hi, Stephen. So you've you've heard the news. What's your reaction? Graham Alexander is gone. Had to happen. Simple as that. Had to happen. There's no way that you can come back from the most embarrassing result in Mullerwell's uh, most recent history and, and come back for that. He would have had to have won a cup for his legacy not to be the guy that could beat his Sligo. And the way that we were playing, the form that we were in, he was never going to be able to do anything like that. Um, so it's a correct decision by the club. Yep. And I'm glad that they've done it early. How bad was and it I'm last glad. night, Stephen? Sorry, I've not spoken to you since then. I saw the game. I was at the game last Thursday night. It was woeful. Uh, and you travelled over there. How bad was it? Uh, I'm not even going to just say it was last night. It's been since January. Yeah. It's been 
pathetic, really. Um, we've sold all of our wingers. We sold uh, any balance that we had in the midfield in Mark O'Hara and Liam Donnelly. Any midfield needs balance. Anybody will tell you that. We sold players that will do the dirty work. We have no pace in the wings. Everything's slow. Everything's laboured. Um, don't get me wrong. The players have got to take responsibility for this as well. Mm-hmm. This all can't be landed at the feet of Graham Alexander uh, and Chris Lachetti. It's got to be landed at the players as well. But I'm glad that the club have been cut for it. They've made the decision and he's out the door. I was um, staying in the same hotel as the team and I spoke to Alexander and Lachetti last night. You can see they were dejected. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I told them how angry I was because it's not, it's not acceptable. Um, but they knew that and I think they knew at that point that they were out the door um, there some, was no way they could come back to some of the fans were chanting sacked in the morning and it's it's come true hasn't it it's in the afternoon he's gone and I know you, you love Motherwell we know it we, you love your football and when you came in the studio here months ago you said that Motherwell had uh, oh, your dad had more points on his licence and it was a bit of a joke but you care about it and yet he got them into Europe um, and also in his statement I don't know if you've seen it Stephen he says He's got a, his the best points record outside in the Celtic league Rangers. outside, yeah, Celtic and Rangers. What would you say to yeah, that? Yeah. Well, it was very good at the start, but now I can say mm. after last night, we have incredible palsy in Motherwell, just like me, they're rubbish over two legs. So <laughs> I, can say, I can say that now. Um, but no, listen, we've got to, we've got to uh, line it up a wee yeah, bit when sure. you've just watched what you've watched there. Yeah. Um, so that's a wee joke. But no, no listen, no. he did brilliant when he came in. Right, who's, in, he did at the beginning. The yeah. Who's going to take over now? We've just discussed there who it might be. Uh, would it be Stephen McManus? Well, there's talk with Stephen McManus, maybe even Stephen Cragen, James McFadden, somebody that knows the club getting their first role in management. But there's somebody for me that takes no rubbish that I would like to see getting his first job in Scotland, and that is Duncan Ferguson. Right, great shout. Of course, great shout. I mean, a massive contract he had there at Everton, um, but then he surprised everyone by going from the club. Yeah, yeah, Duncan that, Ferguson. You know that, that's yeah. a that's a great shout. Um, and but, you know, Duncan Ferguson t- to get his first job, Paul, it mm-hmm. won't be about money. It'll be about what he thinks is the right opportunity, and then you, you go and try and build a a career. But Duncan Ferguson is a is a is a really good shout. James McFadden, um, listen, they, they were at Everton. Together, could he be, could be part of a, a dream team? In That'd the be some wage bill, wouldn't it? Those two, though. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, they just want to go and work. If that's yeah. what it is, they want to go and work. Although, you know, with the amount of media work that Faddy gets, only about 400 grand a year. That uh, could be to, good news to for you, too. There'll be even more gigs him, for you. <laughs> but I think, that's yeah. a, I think that's a great shout uh, by yeah. Stephen, by, mm. by that and Stephen McManus um, as well. Yeah, that's. That's, um, that's quite attractive. It would capture the imagination, mm. wouldn't it? Guys like that. Absolutely. You know, high profile players themselves uh, Duncan's obviously had a huge experience in the coaching yeah. side at Everton and, and Faddy's doing his, his badges and stuff he's obviously yeah. looking to get back in at some stage it's his club absolutely if you're just tuned in that's the news in the last 15 minutes that Graham Alexander has gone he's been sacked uh, it's mutual consent there's a good statement from both sides you can hear from Stephen Reside Stephen you're now a celebrity uh, mother supporter um, that yeah you think it's the right thing so how do you feel about the game on Sunday now? You'll be at Paisley, I would imagine. I don't even need to ask. Are you feeling more confident now? Are you feeling excited? or What do you th- what do you reckon? There's definitely more of a, 
and optimism and an attraction to go to the game now uh, that he's been sacked. Um, but it's, it's on the players now. The players, this is the players' time to step up. It's them on Sunday. They have to go and do the job. And we need to start the season well because this is it. But inside that we're struggling in the cup. And the run that we've got at the start of the season, there's winnable games there. And it's so important that we got off to a good start. And it's, um, I mean, the problem, for example, I find it strange, Stephen O'Donnell's on the bench, isn't he? And you've got Paul McGinn and Paul, Paul McGinn International as well, Stephen O'Donnell there. There isn't a balance in the team, Mark. I'm just, you know, no, Stephen yeah, said it. Stephen's, um, Stephen's right, but the players now, you know, taking ownership and, um, you know, they're playing for their futures, like we said, there's four weeks to go. You know, if they don't get it right, a new manager, a new coach, you know, might want to put them out the door. So, you know, from from Liam Kelly, the, go- the goalkeeper, Ricky Lamy, Kevin Van Veen, you know, there's a few there, you know, go and get a grip of things and, you know, make things happen. Because, you know, I don't know if Stephen agrees, but on paper, when you look at it, if you sort of pick the ideal start at the moment, you probably look at St Mirren, bearing in mind yep. what they've had in the, in the League Cup. Stephen Robinson's an ex-manager there. St Mirren have not been in a great run either. Um, but yeah, I'm just, you know, just getting back to it. It's a sensational story before the season it's, started yeah. and um, some of the names thrown in the in the frame are brilliant. And Mark, you know there can be panic stations at other clubs. It can then accelerate it and they say, hey, Motherwell didn't hang a around. Effect. Exactly. Uh, John Belton's been on Twitter saying Kevin Thompson for well. How would you feel about Kevin Thompson? I would like to see his maybe go... Again, I'm, I'm going to be screaming for Duncan, for Duncan Ferguson okay. or someone who knows the club because we need somebody that's not going to take any rubbish. And that's nothing against um, Kevin Thompson and his abilities. I just want somebody that's going to go in there, grab a bit of scruff of the neck, because these players need to put up the backside as well. You did, you did you did that well there. You kept it clean. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> we'll speak to you soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thank you, Chris. And a Scotland top breaking our heart, reminding us we're not going to Qatar. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show bringing you that, um, well, it's not exclusive, but we give you first news that the first managerial casualty of this season on the eve of the season kicking off is Graham Alexander at Motherwell. Mutual consent after going out of Europe, losing at home 1-0 last week, last Thursday, losing last night in Sligo to a mid-table Sligo Rovers but they're mid-season, but uh, they lost 2-0 last night. So he has gone. And the question is, who is going to be in charge at Motherwell? We've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements and we're giving you a chance to win £250 tonight and every Friday on this show by predicting the weekend Scottish Premiership results. Register now online at thisisgo.co.uk and you get a chance of predicting the scores this evening I think we're going to do it about 6.30 just after 6.30 everyone who comes on gets £100 immediately and then another £150 if you get them all right and already someone's going to be on in the next hour okay so yep there's many people registering so that's a Mark we're going to find out in the next hour what you reckon your predictions are we're going to do this every Friday predictions for the games right. we'll do it with Barry on a Friday Simon it's you me and Mark tonight and then on Monday We'll do the. We'll mark the scorecard to see how it goes. Um, just before we gave you that breaking news, we heard Giovanni van Bronckhurst speak about Rangers in Europe. Mark, what do you think this year for Rangers and the aspirations there? Um, they're favourites, aren't they, against Union SG? Yeah, yeah but 
Paul, it's, it's it's very simple. Get into the Champions League, you know, by hook or by crook. Get in there, get the money, and get into the competition. What happens after that? You try and do as well as you can, but you just want to get there and get the money. Because remember, Celtic have got that money in the bank that puts them in a strong, strong position for the next two or three transfer windows. Rangers don't want to to be lagging behind that. Um, and then, obviously, uh, the longer term target over the next ten months is to, is, is to win the league. And you know, when Celtic play Rangers at Celtic Park on September the third, game number six of the Premiership season, it will t- start to take a bit of shape. They'll probably everybody think, oh, both of them will have 15 points out of 15 get into that game. Not necessarily so. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. But yeah, big, big month for Rangers. They failed last summer at doing it. It hurt them. It really hurt them. It was unexpected. Ten men against Malmo. You're thinking, God, it's on a plate for you. Go and get the job done. And uh, they failed to do it. But they'll be the better for the last six months in terms of how they've performed in, in Europe. Steven Gerrard had them playing well, getting good results, particularly away from home. And I think um, Van Bronckhorst is, is taking it to another level um, again in terms of how they do in Europe. So the Dortmund experience, the Braga experience, even the Eintracht Frankfurt experience, even though they lost, that'll prepare them very, very well. Uh, first of all, for Union SG and then hopefully for what comes after it in the final playoff round. And they could be up against Monaco, Sturm Graz, uh, PSV. I mean, but they've only got to think about Belgium. Yeah, the first at one. The moment. Yeah, yeah, just get through the first one. Uh, but as Mark says, you know, that's that's the target. They need to get into this this Champions League with all the finance that comes with it. Uh, and I think they have the experience over the last, I think the last three or four seasons culminated in them getting to that Europa League final. You know, it was very much a similar squad a, a few of them have moved on now but there's a lot of guys there who have gained huge experience even in as Mark says the defeat in the final uh, and, the, and the ties leading up to that I would firmly expect them to get through this first one and then they'll be looking for a wee bit of fortune uh, depending on who they draw in the second one Let's get the updates on Alfredo Morelos Well hopefully he's, he's already um, training big parts of the session with us he looks stronger every every day when he when he joins us, so hopefully um, we can uh, have him back really quick in the in the squad to be involved. So um, you know we named him in the squad for the first ties of the the competition. So Tuesday and the Tuesday in a week. So hopefully he will he will get involved uh, really soon. And that's good news for Rangers fans. He's going to sign, isn't he? I would imagine so, yeah. uh, Paul. Um, you know it sounds as though they're well down the road again. Giovanni going public. Um, about it and managers won't do that unless they're, they're, they're confident that there's a willingness there from the player and like I say I know I do know that Morelos enjoys it under Van Bronckhorst and Roy McKay they're four games away from being in the, in the Champions League um, there's going to be a title race Rangers have got a right good chance of winning the title this season so and I think as well Morelos needs to you know, we know he wants to move on and that's only natural Rangers want to get as much as he can from but he'll want to have a good year to create better options for himself maybe this time next year Rangers will hope that it happens too because rather than being at the moment a 7 or 8 million quid striker he might turn into a 17, 18 million quid striker this time next year so it takes a lot of boxes for both parties Here's a Rangers fan on the Go Radio Football Show Craig is on from Whitburn Hi Craig Alright guys, how you doing? Good, what about yourself? Are you excited uh, about the kickoff tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I'm excited I'm just, I'm just a bit uh, consciously whether some players some of the new players will actually play because you know what it's like nowadays some players refuse to play in a plastic pitch so I'm just hoping the new players will actually be part of the game tomorrow and not be a bit iffy about the pitch Could you see that happening Simon? Would the, the players have, have that power to say we don't want to play? 
on that pitch? <clears throat> I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless there's a, a physical problem there, that, you know, yeah. with somebody. I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, Gio will be selecting the strongest team available that he thinks will get the job done. Uh, I don't think players will dictate, as I say, unless there's a, an underlying issue with a player physically that they, they can't play on plastic. I think there will be a strong team tomorrow, uh, and they want to get off to a great start. Craig, can we ask you about a few of your new players? What do you feel about Cholak? I think he's a penalty box striker. I think if you give him the service, he'll score. He'll score goals. He reminds me kind of the way uh, similar to Jelovic when he was there and mm-hmm. uh, Perzo in a way. Not just because they're Croatian, but mm-hmm. he seems to be like one of those players. If you give him the ball in the box, he doesn't even need the first touch. He just hits it. He's kind of like the same as. He reminds me of the same kind of player as uh, what I've seen in Giacomakis over at Celtic. Yeah, I think put a ball in him and a good place, and he'll put it in the back of the net for you. Quite similar in a way, isn't it? And, you know, yeah, I mean, listen, if if, um, if Cholak turns out to, to be as good as Jackie Mack is saying, there's a, there's a great bit of business here because I've said many times in, in the programme, you look at the quality of the finishes that Jackie Mack produces, it's right out the top draw. Um, and, you know, as Craig will know, if Cholak turns out to be half as good as a, particularly a Perzo or even a, a Jelovic, yeah. then you've got an absolute belter yeah. there, Craig. Rabbi Matondo, he's not fit for tomorrow. What about Tom Lawrence? Lots been said about the former Derby captain. Are you expecting great things? Uh, yeah, I think he's the type of centre midfielder we need. From what I've seen, he's aggressive. We've been needing a player more forward thinking. It's aggressive in the midfield, uh, and I think we've been really lacking a player in the midfield. That when player when other teams just get ten men behind the ball, we've been lacking a player that's just willing to take a ping to outside the box. So. He looks to seem to be the player that's going to tick those boxes, so here's hoping. And do you think Ben Davis were going to see the best of him? Which obviously he didn't get a game at Liverpool, um, but he, what, a £4 million player, what do you think? I think he's coming into play, in all honesty, and I, I don't mean to be harsh on John Suter, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make my final verdict on based on a couple of pre-season games, but I think he's seen John Suter, what he's like playing on the left-hand side of defence, and he's realised he's a bit shaky there, he's not confident on the left-hand side, so he's bringing a player who is left-sided because that game, that last game I watched John Suter play, between him and Barisic, you could have drove a bus through them. Tottenham were just attacking them constantly. And it seems like John Suter's very, very, very uncomfortable playing on that left-hand side. And he's not going to get the right-hand side with Goldson being there. So I think we do need to have Davis in there instead. Obviously, Suter might get used to that position, but he just does not seem like he's comfortable being on the left-hand side of the bench rather than the right. And final questions from me to you. I know you want to ask something else. What about Malik Tillman? Are you excited to see the youngster on loan from Bayern? I've not seen enough of him yet, yeah. but from what I did, from what I did see, he looks like a tidy little player. He looks like he, he looks like he's nice and tidy on the ball. He looks like he's got an eye for a pass and he knows how to move on the pitch. So, can he judge him as of yet? But so yeah. far, it looks it looks de- decent. Craig, and you've got a question. Yeah, I was wondering. You might not actually have the information on this, but you're probably more educated than myself. Oh, well, it's steady. <laughs> I doubt it. It's Mark, Simon, and Paul here. <laughs> <laughs> Go for what's, it. What's really bu- what's really bugging me is back in 2012. Um, the reason why Rangers got liquidated was mainly down to how much debt they were in. Now I think the debt was between 50 and 100 million pounds, roughly. But right now I'm seeing teams like Barcelona that are in one billion, nearly a billion pound of debt and they're still out buying players at £50 million a pop and they're still operating. And there's a few clubs like that, I'm sure, I can't remember if it's Real Madrid or someone else, but there's a mm-hmm. few teams like that and they're in hundreds of thousands of debt, yet they're still operating, yet we got made to pretty much start from scratch all the way in the lower divisions and everything. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't really understand how 50 to 100 isn't acceptable, but nearly close to a billion pound is. Yeah, it's diff- different countries, Craig. Sure, I know. There's yeah. absolutely no relevance to Rangers situation and what's going on at any club. Just now, any club, um, anywhere that's Rangers yeah, situation, they, were, they, weren't, they weren't able to control, to be in control of the situation and make assurances and, and, and that's what happened. What's going on at Real Madrid? Yeah, I know as a Rangers fan, you might look at it and be frustrated, but there's absolutely, there's, there's, there's no comparison there. It's, it's, there's no relevance, no connection at, at, at all. Because the debt levels in Spain are absolutely huge and yeah. they've tried to take steps again I think it's a question it's for the banks Paul I mean the banks, banks control sure. the banks have yeah. called it in yeah. the banks put and the pressure on Sir David Murray yeah. and that and that had the, the effect That that's the bottom line you know, Rangers were running a debt at whatever it was Craig 80 million quid or whatever that were given to them as an overdraft facility um, back then and it started to get called in yeah, and, and and that's that's what happened. So it's not about the football authorities or you know whatever. It's a, it's about who your who your debt is owed to, and eventually the 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 bank started to put the squeeze on Rangers, and and they couldn't cope with it. And Craig, I guess that's ten years, isn't it? Exactly since you went down the divisions and started the long journey back. That's a question for the business show, Hunter and Hockey. <laughs> I remember Willie Hockey joined us on the program, Lord Hockey, a few months ago, and talked about football finance, and he talked about the debt. It was round about the Super League that was being launched. And the debt is massive with some of these cl- clubs, you know. So, I, Craig, I know where you're coming from. Craig, can we ask you a quick one then? Um, it's your own team, Rangers. Are you, I'm not going to say confident about it, but do you think you're going to win the title back? I can't answer that 100% because mm-hmm. I don't know what the signings are going to do throughout the season. From what I've seen so far and the type of players they look like they can be, I think I'm confident, but... You know, I mean, it's only been pre-season. I can't. Sure. Matondo look, has looked fantastic, but in three weeks' time, he could he could look like a dud. You know what I mean? So you don't really know until the teams get going. But yeah. I do think the factor in Celtic winning the title last year. A lot of people disagree, but I do think the factor in Celtic winning the title last year was mainly down to the fact that Rangers were playing double the games because Rangers led the league for seven months. And then at the moment Celtic went out in February, and the moment the Rangers stayed in, that's when the whole league turned. So to me. It seems like that could have had an effect. I would like to see Rangers and Celtic both get to the Champions League. Yeah. Both get to the, obviously, do well in the group stages or get to the last 16 maximum. And then I'd like to see the last four months in league, Rangers and Celtic not being in Europe and going head-to-head and seeing who really would win the league. Because at the moment, I think the teams are very, very close and you can't really pick it. Craig, I couldn't argue with that. That would be some season. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. In the first hour, Graham Alexander sacked by Motherwell on the eve of the full season after going out of Europe The Conference League qualifier to Sligo Rogers 3-0 on aggregate Let's hear briefly from the two captains, Rangers James Tavernier, he thinks they've had a, a decent, more than decent pre-season. Um, we've had a, a very good pre-season, the first pre-season um, with a boss in. So we've all, you know, he's implemented this stamp um, from day one and all the new additions have really gelled in um, really well with the, with the squad. Um, I thought we've had good competition throughout uh, the opponents that we've been playing, so we're in, we're in a great position uh, for tomorrow. This time last year, Rangers unfurled the flag. On Sunday, it's going to be Callum McGregor, the Celtic captain, ahead of the game with Aberdeen. What about this new season? How are they going to approach it? Listen, I think we just have to approach it the same way as we do every other season. You know, we, we understand that everybody starts on zero points. 
And if you want to win the league, then you know you have to be really consistent in the way that you you perform and the way that you train every single day. And again, that's no different for us. You know, the manager puts a lot of demands on the players every single day, the way they train. Um, and then when we get the opportunity in the games, we have to go and show all of that and perform and, and try to get results. So, you know, that's exactly how we'll be approaching the season um, on a game-by-game -game basis. Terry is on the line of Celtic season ticket holder. Terry, you've got a fine captain, haven't you? Callum McGregor. We certainly have. He's, uh, he's filled the role very well since Scott Brown left in Ireland. Looking forward to the season. I said a few days ago, somebody um, gave us a report about this Norwich game and he said different things about players, somebody outstanding, somebody maybe a wee bit under, but he said Callum McGregor, usual top-class performance. He is so consistent and so excited about you know leading Celtic out on the, the, the title day. What are you thinking, Terry, for the new season overall? Are you happy with the signings? I certainly am, yeah. I think we identified people in January that made a big difference to last season. We got them in then and uh, we've identified people in the summer and got them in quickly and got Jota and Carter Vickers signed up quickly. So, uh, traditionally, Postacoglu's teams, uh, once they know each other and the way the team plays, the second year is where they're at their most prolific. So, I'm looking for a lot of records to get broken this year and uh, we are the benchmark this year. Yep. Simon? Yeah, fair comment. Fair comment. I've, I've seen the... Uh, Little bits of pre-season again, high scoring, and I, I think they scored ninety odd goals domestic in the league last year. I, th I think they could break a hundred this year, Celtic. I think they'll be free scoring, and you know they improved domestically at the back as the season went on. I think they were the best defence in the end. It will be tested in Europe, uh, but I certainly think they're, they're a lot stronger. That goes without saying. Here's the manager speaking about the transfers. Yeah, we're, we're happy with the ones we've brought in. Obviously, you know, there were some areas I thought we needed some some strengthening, particularly uh, from a squad perspective. And, you know, goalkeeper, left-back, centre-back, midfield were, were definitely areas we, you know, that I, that I just wanted to make us a little bit stronger. And, um, you know, there's still sort of three, four weeks in the window. We'll still be sort of active and agile to, to see whether we can still strengthen areas. There'll be some outgoings. There'll be some um, opportunities there potentially to, to bring others in. But where we sit right now, we, we've kind of done the, the, the sort of the, the, the crucial bits I thought we needed to do. And, uh, um, you know, if there's some areas we can still improve on in the next three, four weeks, we will. Uh, Terry, I see that uh, Celtic have rejected a loan offer from Toulouse for Stephen Welsh. Um, is he going to play, for example, do you think, on Sunday with Carl Starfelt just, just back in training now? You know what? I think Andrew possibly get the best out of Welsh. He's, he's, not a, he's still a bit raw, but I still think he could be coached and he could be a better player. So obviously Andrew wants to keep a hold of him. But uh, no, everything's uh, looking rosy. I mean, this is probably the calmest Starfelt getting into a season <laughs> in a long time, but... No qualifiers and yeah. the only thing people was moaning about is the price of the pies. <laughs> What's happened? Tell us. <laughs> Mark, what do you reckon at the back? I'd be interested to see how Celtic play. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said it's interesting to see how Rangers go about it um, tomorrow. And yeah, for Celtic too, who's going to partner Cameron uh, Carter Vickers? Who's going to get the nod um, at left back? So that's the kind of two questions and Kyogi will play. Who's going to slot in um, you know, in the middle of the park um, as well with Moy? Start uh, well, O'Reilly. Mm -hmm. um, start, you know. So, um, questions like that, and um, also as well. I mean, listen to Callum McGregor's interview. They said, you know, we, we we all start at zero points. I said this time last year, Paul, that I think the league ninety points would win the league. I thought there'd be a number of points dropped by by both sides. So Celtic got in ninety three, 
Rangers got to, to 89. 89 they yeah. both lost three games mm. but Rangers had two more draws and you think you look at that run that they went on three or four draws away from home proved significant and then, but what I'm going to say this year with 114 points up for grabs I think you probably have to get to a minimum 98 to win the league you might have to break 100 to to win the league but I, I think you could you know the, the league winners could end up really <coughs> really high 90s I think it'll be significantly more than the 93 of this season Do you think they'll beat all, just about everybody else and and the games against each other will be the defining moments? I, yeah I think that you know look they'll be so they play each other four times so there's 34 other games I would imagine that, that, that Celtic and Rangers will, will win you know 30 out of 34 mm-hmm. Um and it will come down to the the twelve points. That's because if you if you if you look at it, Paul, you could all you could say you could argue. In fact, no, it's actually a fact. The game at Ibrox, the third fi- old firm fixture of the season, decided the title. Yeah, yeah. Rangers were yeah. one up after yeah, five sure. minutes. Explosive start. Yeah. Celtic came back, inspired by Callum McGregor, and won the game. Now, Celtic won the league with ninety three. Rangers at eighty nine. Celtic, if that game was was drawn, Celtic got to. to, to to 91 if Rangers had won that game the league was totally flipped now I know it's only one game in isolation but it shows you as well last season how important the old firm fixtures were and I think again it's going to be exactly the same Terry would you agree with that for this coming season? Oh definitely I mean obviously the, the night of the 3-0 game we had to get that one to go a point clear yeah. and then, but as Mark said there the, the defining one was that third game and that could have been brought back to three points that day and mm. It would have been squeaky bum time and get the six points gave us that cooking. So, no, the, the, the derbies will be, be massive. Yeah. Ryan Kent was through. It could have been 2 0, I remember. Yeah. And yeah. it was Callum McGregor who got the ball and he ran, what, 50, 60 yards. And Simon, yeah, the rest I, history. Listen, yeah. I think that it will be the same again. I think it'll be tight. I think both teams have strengthened. And that's probably why Mark's, you know, it's reflective in his comments there about winning so many games this year I think Rangers and Celtic will win a hell of a lot of games and it'll come down to those I still think I mean I think it was Craig the last caller alluded to Rangers playing games in Europe I certainly think Ange was ahead of it with the the guys that he brought in in January I think that helped Celtic and it gave them a little lift at that crucial time the 3-0 game that Terry's talking about there uh, with Hatati scoring too Maeda the effect he had on the team so I think that helped Celtic as well you know at the turn of the year last year you know, as well it also blows away that argument about January being so difficult I hate when managers and chief executives <laughs> and recruitment they're oh well, January's off uh, Jan- you know what give us peace go and do your already, jobs he already knew yeah, he had these guys the talented yep. Jan- January won the title for yep, Celtic yep. what happened in that window won the title and also should give Celtic Possibly a head start listen because Hatati's settled, yes. Maida settled, the yeah. tiredness is, is, is over. All that, all that O'Reilly coming in as well. So it goes O'Reilly to show you well, yeah. how important January is and all this nonsense about it being difficult has to stop. Go, they, go on with your job, yeah. do your work, get the players in and get on with yeah, it. Yeah, those players definitely lifted Celtic at that at that time. O'Reilly, I forgot about him. I think O'Reilly now I remember the the, the, the night at Tynecastle, he was dead on his feet at the end. But now with him up to speed for Celtic I think he can be a, a special player Here's Ange speaking about Aberdeen Terry I'll be back to you in a second Yeah it'll be a, a good challenge as you said um, you know, it was, it's always difficult when a manager comes in mid-season you know, like Jim did last year but you know, I think now he's got sort of he's kind of squad together and like I said they've made a lot of changes um, but yeah, you know, it's it's been a positive start for them in the cup, and um, you know they've been four good competitive games, so they're game ready, which is you know always a challenge for for 
for us, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're sort of had a good preseason. We've had some really good competitive friendly games, um, some tough games, which I think have been good for us. Um, squad's in, in a good place in terms of health-wise. And, you know, we're at home in front of our fans. Um, we just want to make sure we, we lay down a really strong marker for, for the year ahead. And Who's up front for you? If you were the manager, Terry, if it was Jikamakis or uh, Kyogo, or could they play together? I don't think they'll play together, but it's a great, great problem to have. Uh, the manager can make that decision. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> happy with other players. I've got complete crust in hands now. <laughs> and for Europe, what are you thinking? You did say that. You've been relaxed. Celtic fans have been able to enjoy the close season, enjoy the holiday. Um, is it going to change the style at all for I, Europe? Well, you would, you would always, people's always going on about we maybe need a defensive midfielder and that, but obviously, we're not going to play that way. So, for for Europe, I'm certainly no calm thinking even thinking about it because I'm <laughs> high. That, that's, a, that's a different animal. It's obviously you're in the elite in the, in the Champions League, mm. so there's, there's going to be three pots above us. And we always usually get whoever like the best of the best, probably Brazil will be in our group as well. <laughs> well, you got Barcelona so many times. You'd kind of love Real Madrid in a way, wouldn't you? Just yeah, for the yeah. romance of it, Terry. Yeah. I think everybody wants Real Madrid. As I say, I've never seen us play Real Madrid. I think the last time was what, 82, was it? I don't know, but... 1980. Uh, 1980. I was at the match caller. I was covering it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ball boy. Uh, I was uh, co-commentator. We were, the budget had run out. Oh. But yet, I mean, these are the, the games oh. you want to play. The, in. the holders. Yeah. Imagine Carl Ancelotti's team coming. Yeah. The holders. Um, um, I always remember what was missing. That is what he really wanted. Real Madrid. You know, just mm. something you know so so sexy about it. So. Um, it most what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. uh, that's and, and the new is the new Bernabeu up and running now, um, as well as it ready is it open? Is it up season, running, which you know, will be so that is well. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I think mm-hmm. Barcelona and AC Milan and that you know, it's great. But you know, Real Madrid would just be something a, a, a bit special. Simon, who would you love to see for your old club? I think just th- from a fan's perspective, three new teams like Real Madrid. When was the last yeah. time? 1980. Yeah. Uh, three new teams. An exciting draw I to go and get your teeth into. Yep. There you go, Terry. I would, I would kind of like an English team in there as well because I always feel that when there's an English team in our group, yeah. there's, there's yeah. that bit of a needle. And Celtic obviously would do well against English teams mm. when we get them. So I would like Love that. Love a cool great. Yeah. Would, wouldn't it? I was going to say Man City, but you had them a few years ago yeah. and uh, actually you didn't do too badly. Liverpool Celtic would be because there's a great relationship between the two clubs, isn't there, yeah, Simon? So yeah. much history between the two clubs. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with Terry, an English. Yeah. Draw always adds that little bit of spice to, mm. to, to a group, but I would just like to look at the draw and have three teams there that Celtic haven't played in recent times. You know, yeah. something fresh and new and exciting for everybody. What I will say is, in terms of how they approach these games, I think they've shown that they can go and score against teams. I think they will. It's the test for Celtic will be at the back in the Champions League. Did you have a few nervous moments in one of the first uh, friendlies when uh, the keeper was playing as the? <laughs> That's the last of, you know, the, the, the sweeper, sweeper really, keeper. wasn't he? Yeah, we bit worried 35 yards off his goal. Yeah, well, he was doing that against Norwich the other day as well. And uh, <laughs> there is going to be times we're going to get caught out there. But yeah. that's the way Ange wants him to play effectively as a, kind of sweeper there. So, but it's those times when we get caught out, it's going to look silly. 
Simon, do you get the pies? Terry was saying about the price of the pie. <laughs> I, 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 I guess we it's one of the perks. I get a free pie, but I've had a good holiday, so I'll be staying clear of the pies. From <laughs> the Have you not heard the price, Paul? Have you not heard the price? Oh, <laughs> no, what is you it go, for a pie? Yeah. What is it, Terry? £3.13, wherever they get that price from. £3.13. For a mince pie, £3.13. For a mince pie, £3.13. Shocking, right. <laughs> there we are. Listen, thanks a lot. Do you think double last season how do you improve in that I know the answer is to a treble <laughs> so it's uh, one of the great questions what do you think realistically though so the title Celtic or Rangers for me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taxi oh, no, right. say, the second year I'm expecting this team to be free flowing football and scoring there's, there's goals coming for everywhere so we've so, got a great squad we've got We've we'll effectively got two players for each position at the moment. Sure. I, what I can see. Another so, question. Um, yeah. So what about, what about Rangers? I'm, Do you, I'm just going yeah. for us to break that record with the goals this season. Okay. And what about Rangers? Have you got any fears about, because GVB shows that he can change the tactics. He's turning it into his team now. The Steven Gerrard, you know, most of them, many of them have gone now. Not all of them, of course. Um, but who would you fear at Rangers? Do you know what? Uh, They've signed a lot of new players, so they all they all need to gel together as well. Uh, obviously, the guy they got the guy Kolak is up front. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe getting muted is quite good, but I certainly don't fear them. They, they, they should fear us. And you heard the news that Graham Alexander has gone from Motherwell already. Um, Stephen McManus's name has been mentioned, a Celtic great and a Motherwell great. Could you see that happening? Well. Stephen's been doing all right for the day, Stephen. That, and he was actually the first team coach. Was it last year for Celtic? And uh, I was doing well, but I don't know if he's here wanting to go tomorrow. It could be a wee bit of a poison chalice from mm. Mark. I, I think he'll be. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm yep. taking it. You know that um, uh, when you're involved with a first team in such a high of last season, and then with all respect to the B team, you know it's a very important role mm. when they're going. You know, trying to nurture players and get them. Um, squad ready to, to make a step up to a first team but if a, a, a premiership club full time job premiership club a club he knows well club that he's captained club yep. that gave him his start in his coaching career it's on his doorstep in terms of where he lives geographically uh, I think it would tick uh, I think it would tick a lot of boxes for, for Steve McMahon I think he'll be right in the frame for the mm. job and it must be difficult Simon the way he was part of that winning the title winning the double and you know he was re- you could see the good relationship he had yeah. with the manager and yeah, John I don't, Kennedy I don't, I don't think you'll miss a, that I don't think it's a slight on anything that uh, Stephen did I think obviously Harry Kuehl coming in changes uh, things a little but as Mark says there the, the buzz and the first team levels and your, the, the level of player you're dealing with you know to take that away uh, and I think I think Stephen will have ambition there as well. I'm sure to go and cut his teeth. And I think I know Terry's describing it there as a poison chalice. It's it's a great one as well though. If you if you're optimistic and you go in there and you, you think you can turn it, it's a great club, mother. And also as well, yeah. well you you're describing and I understand why you're using that term, Terry. But you're dis- dis- describing a club who have just made it into Europe as a poison chalice yeah. of a job. Mm. I mean, you take a step back from because it. It's not. It's a good club. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're well. I know. I know what you're saying. You're just talking about the here and now, and yeah, and, and sure. I get it. Um, and the squads and that get you know with, with Stephen O'Neill, who's you know first part every week. You know, assessing the squad and he gives a really good insight into what's missing and what they've lost from last season. But um, no, I, th- I think it's a good job. Motherwell's a solid, solid club. Final question, Terry. Before you go, Ian Bankier stands down. Yeah, I, 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 I
take that back about the Poison Charles. I know Muller was a good club, yeah. a good support and that over the years, but I just think, is it five five wins in what, this this year, was it? Or something? I just think mm. maybe they've not got the, the resources or the team at the moment. Maybe well, they're bringing too far for Stephen. I mean, that's a good point. The, the resources is night and day between you know Motherwell and Celtic or you know any of the teams and Celtic and Rangers. Terry, final question. Ian Banker, the chairman, stands down at the end of the year. Are you a candidate to be the people's champion <laughs> on the board? <laughs> no. Get Simon in there. Simon's always done everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Simon, is it one for you, do you think? A former player on the board no, as chairman? No. no. Too, much, too much pressure for me, that. What, you think? Oh, yeah. you can handle the pressure. You. Oh. No, no. Well, Seen the salary. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, thanks for calling. Speak to you soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now, and it's worth five hundred pounds off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. It was two years ago tonight. It was the last Friday of July when we started this programme, the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks for making the switch. We're on every night, five until seven. Two million downloads in that period yeah it's a pleasure to make the switch Paul pleasure to make the switch yeah he did indeed Uh, Mark (laughs) Guidi Simon Donnelly (laughs) Paul Cooney here with you loads calls coming in as well we're going to hear more from GVB from AP and from every and the captains CM and JT (laughs) if you've got a clue of what I'm talking about you know we're all football daft aren't we looking forward to this season Simon you're excited can't wait you know a fantastic season last year uh, and then we have the little break and I enjoy my break but yeah thoroughly looking forward to the season starting tomorrow here's a Rangers fan on the line uh, Mitchell is on season ticket holder as well hi Mitchell good evening good evening lads how you doing you okay good how are uh, you How's, how are you in Wrexham yeah I'm good man I'm excited feels like it's been the longest summer ever we've no World Cup no Euros on but we're back in business tomorrow I can't wait but like, but like a kid at Christmas tonight are you? you're really excited you'll be watching it on the television I would imagine yeah I will be mate I'll yeah. miss out on the ballot for the ticket tomorrow so I'll be working in the morning and then get back in time to kick off yeah what do you do? I'm a scaffolder in the West Midlands? yep no, I'm originally from the West Midlands, but I've been living in Wrexham now for the last seven years. Right, of course. Yeah, it takes me back to my days in BRMB. <laughs> That's a terrible accent yeah. from me. Yes. <laughs> was, that, was that a Wrexham accent? That was a non kind of accent. So, what are you thinking, Mitchell? What about the, you know, okay, Calvin Bassey's gone, Joe Arebo. Uh, what do you feel about the, the business that Rangers have done so far? Um, I think we were always going to come to a point where we had to sell players, um, that was inevitable. Um, I think the business that we've done in the summer, I mean, adding on to selling Patterson last year, mm-hmm. we got good money for Patterson. I mean, one year left on this contract, the fee we got for the Reva, I think we maybe could have held it for a little bit more, but then that's made up with the money we got for Bassey. I think, I think on paper, 
Van Bronckhorst, he's, he's invested the money well. Um, there's a couple of unknown players in there, but they come with high pedigree, like your Tillmans from Bayern Munich, and yep. then the lad that we've assigned from Besiktas. Yeah. Um, I obviously know the English base players more. Tom, I think Tom Lawrence could be a massive signing for us. What do you like I about Tom we, Lawrence? You've seen a bit of him, obviously, at Derby. He's just. I, I think what we've missed the last couple of seasons is a link from the midfield to the attack, someone that will pick the ball up in the centre of the park rather than the wing and drive the team forward. And I've been watching a bit of Derby. I'm good friends with a few lads from Derby that come up to Rangers. They speak highly of Tom Lawrence. I've saw bits of him. He's two-footed. He scores goals. He likes to tackle. I think I think he'll be massive for us. I think <coughs> there's, there's nothing to dislike about him. I think I think he's a great signing for us, and I think he'll slot well into the team. Simon, I see you nodding. Yeah, Tom I, Lawrence. I, I like him. I like him. I obviously don't know much about the the, the other guys Rangers have brought in. I've not had the opportunity to to see any of Rangers pre-season, uh, but I think he could be a a top player for Rangers I liked what he he, he did at Derby uh, always stuck out creative player as Mitchell says there a, a link between the midfield and, and the front line I think he could be a, and he's experienced as well so I think he could be a good one Who's your goalkeeper for the season? Who's your number one? I think he's got to be McLaughlin I mean I love Alan McGregor shot stopping I don't think there's anyone better than him I just feel his weakness his commanding his box I think he showed that on numerous occasions last season. Where what we did see of McLaughlin, he only played the cup competitions, but I think he comes and claims his box, he demands his box, he's not scared to shout and order the defensive out. I mean if he could come if he could combine the two of them together, I mean that'd be perfect. But I think I don't know, I felt personally that last season was one season too far for McGregor and I think this season I just I, I think I don't know. I think we dropped points that they need to be dropped last season because of him. But I think it's a big call. It's a big call. I mean, I don't M- think Mitchell, he's on Mitch, Mitchell on, to be a goalkeeper. On that, Mitchell, you know, it always annoys me when when, when fans, you know, they, they automatically highlight the deficiencies and, and the negative parts. So, yeah, Alan McGregor had a couple of dodgy games last season, conceded a couple of, you know, really poor goals by his standard. What about the saves he made? to help take yeah, the that. lead to the wire to help take Rangers to a European final what about what about the season mate and you make the point about well he doesn't dominate his box but he's never dominated his box it's not like he used to dominate his box and he doesn't do it now because he's 40 that was never the the, the best part of his game I would agree with you there but I think the game's evolved and I think players evolve with the game yeah he made some really big saves last season to win us points but he also dropped a few clangers that cost us points I mean, most notably was the free freeway at Ross County. Their second and third goal were two absolute. Yeah, yeah. What, what about what about Bassy's? What about Bassy's defending that day? In fairness, you didn't ask me about Bassy. You asked me. No, about I know, but I'm just, but I'm just saying that it wasn't all down to Alan McGregor. It wasn't all down to Alan McGregor. Those defeats, the, the, the goals that he lost were, were most on on him. But I just think as well, you assess his contribution over the fifty odd games of it was Rangers played um, last season. And the, the positives far outweigh the negatives. Now, you might well be right. I don't think you are. I think it's going to be Alan McGregor. But you might be right. It could well be John McLaughlin tomorrow. What we do know is, whoever starts tomorrow is the number one goalkeeper. No messing about. He is a man in possession. You Mark, yeah. Well, that Giovanni yeah, Van Brocklin said, said it at sure. the interview during the week, Paul. Mitchell, you can tell that Mark is the top pundit in the country. But he's a wee bit, you know, because he's part of the goalkeepers' union, <laughs> then he quite rightly makes the point. Because keeper, it must drive them crazy, the fact that we remember. I, 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 you, make, you make a hundred saves, but the, but the one clanger you get pulled off. Do you, know why, do you know why you do remember that mistake? Because 
McGregor's mistakes in the last ten, few and far between. You can count few them in far one between. hand. Yeah, Simon, you're a striker, terrific striker. Who would you be up against? Prefer just now if you were the Celtic striker, As playing Rangers. Yeah. Uh, I think McGregor's still number one for Rangers. Yeah, because they would rather it was you than Kyogo. You know that Rangers would prefer it was you at the moment because you're, you know, you're over forty. But so you, you would still. I'm glad, go. I'm glad you backed that up with over forty. Uh, no, I think yeah. I think McGregor's number one right. for Rangers. Okay. I think he's yeah. not obviously not going to last forever. And we thought he possibly could have been away, mm. but I think he'll be the number one. Okay, uh, Mitchell. What's your ambition for the season? I know you'd want to win everything. How are you feeling about Europe? It's going to be a big couple of weeks for you. Champions League realistic? Um, I'd say I'd say this first round is is realistic. Yeah, I mean, last season we went into so many games as the underdog. I mean, it's out of the players' cold going in for this qualifier being a favourite, and then obviously the draw. There's some big teams that you could still draw, but I mean, it's absolutely crucial we get to that group stage. I mean, the money in the game, it's just, it's astronomical. I mean, if we don't qualify for the Champions League and we end up in the Europa League, I think that pulls Celtic away from us ever so slightly in terms of money. But I think the goal for the season, as every season, number one priority is the league. It's got to be the league every season. I mean, it was nice adding last season, obviously the Scottish Cup, we broke the duck of not winning a cup competition. But, I mean, I was at the Scottish Cup final. I mean, it was a couple of days off, obviously after the Europa League final, mm. but the celebrations were muted. I think every Rangers fan admits that, and well, every Celtic fan admits that the league comes first, and if anything else comes with it, then that's a bonus. But it's always the league; it's got to be. I'm, I'm confident. I think we can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of Celtic fans now, I think they're overconfident. I think it's like the roles are reversed. We were very confident yeah. coming into last season; they were quiet. Mm. And I think the, sho- it's ch- the shoes on the other foot this season. But you know. It, it, it's too, it's way too early to call. That first old firm game is huge. Neither side can afford to drop any points before that. Everyone, we've got to take maximum points and then get the three points when we when we go there on the start of September. Yeah, can't disagree with any of that really. Here's the manager speaking about your squad. I think we have a strong squad. The level on training, the competition we have for all places is is really high, and uh, that's what you want. When you uh, play for a team like like Rangers, so uh, I'm I'm happy with the competition we have now and uh, and the quality in depth. So uh, yeah, I'm happy uh, with the squad we have at the moment. Mark, both squads look to be strong, don't yeah. they? Competition, virtually every position. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. You know, you assess the business and on both sides of the city. You know, take into account that Rangers have lost two of their best players. But it's good business. It was the right thing to do for the club, and they've you know brought in the, the upwards of twenty five million quid uh, for the two of them. So um, the, the Tealman um, one, looking forward to seeing yeah. him put. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he comes from Bayern Munich. He's got, obviously got to have something about him. You know, not a lot of first team matching. He's an American internationalist, mm-hmm. and I would imagine that the Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have been briefed by his best pal Claudio Arena. On, on, on Tealman so they've, they've come from a you know a bit of background a bit of knowledge on that too so I'm kind of expecting something pretty special Tom Lawrence not seen him yet yeah. but everybody's speaking highly of him his attributes um, Matondo we know he's you know he's lightning quick it's just about the end product what he brings with with his end product and of course what they're going to do in the centre of, of defence or, or play a back three across the city it's much more settled I don't think there's as many questions that we're unsure about uh, Paul, one of the biggest ones. Who's going to be the left back? Yeah, was it Bernabeu or, or Taylor? 
Jota, Abada, Forrest, mm. O'Reilly, how's that going to shape up in terms of the, the, the front yeah. five? Um, and then, you know, for the for the first few weeks, he's going to partner Carter Vickers. But look, I think it's got the makings of a, of a brilliant season. I really do. You're talking about the show, Go Radio Football Show, kicking off two years ago. Tonight, we were on COVID then, Paul. No fans getting That's into right. the games. When you think about it, look at it now. Look at what we had last year. Yeah. Scottish club getting a European <clears throat> final. Yeah. Celtic, chaotic this time last year and brought in an outstanding manager who took them to a league. Look at the players that he brought in that really lit up the Scottish game. And then we had you know, a club, as we say, getting to a European final. Rangers switching manager, losing Stephen Gerrard and Van Bronckhurst um, coming in. All the other success stories that we've had uh, dotted around um, the country. And that's what genuinely, Paul, can't wait for this weekend. That's going really, be, really yeah, looking forward to season. One man, uh, Mitchell, who was there all the way, is your captain, James Tavernier. And it looks as though there's going to be a new contract. It's not yet signed. And well, I've got um, a great relationship with the club, uh, with Ross and um, obviously the boss. My full focus is obviously tomorrow. You know, I've got a great relationship. Um, I love being here. It's an honour to be captain. But obviously the talks are still going. Um, you'll be the first ones to know uh, once it's signed. Um, but I'm really happy here. And my full focus is obviously on tomorrow's game. Mitchell, what would you say about your captain? Oh, well, how long have you got? <laughs> You've got a minute. It's <laughs> <laughs> massive for us. I mean, the white... I mean, how many right backs for sides finish top goal scorer in a European competition? But for a right back for a side for the team in Scotland, because we know everyone's perception of the Scottish League. Yeah. I mean, it just shows. I mean, the season before Oof. when we won the league, he notched 20 goals from right back. Yeah. He's, 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 he's irreplaceable. He's, there's no one that could replace him. Getting him signed and getting him tied down to a new contract is massive for the club. Um, and hopefully, Morelos will follow him, because uh, I know there's rumours of him. The next one to sign a new contract. There, I think getting Taz and Merlos tied down. I think they'd probably be our two best signings of the summer. And Ryan Kent, you know, the word is he will stay unless it's a huge offer in the next thirty-four days. I think you'd love to see him stay and maybe be even more influential this season. Get some more goals. Yeah, mate. Um, Kent last season, he, he's like his, num- his numbers were terrible, but. When Kent turns up, he's unplayable. There's no, I mean, he, there's, there's no, there's no one like him. He, he, he turned up in Europe for us. He went missing a little bit in the league, but we know there's a player in there. And I think getting him tied down again, another three or four years. Like I think, like the kind of Dalton situation, he had the cloud hanging over him towards the end of last season. So I think it's great business by the club. We could have got Dalton tied down at the start of last season, but it ran on and ran on, and it went through January, and then there's yeah. question marks over him. The fans were starting to doubt him, so I think getting Tavon Morelos and Kent tied down, start the season, they know where they're playing the football, we know where they want to be, we know where their head's at, so we can concentrate on the season. Mitchell, I'm just thinking before you go, how much? Do you, how many miles do you do following Rangers? You know, you're in Wrexham, you're a season ticket from holder. Front, yeah. From my front door to Ibrox is 253 miles, and last season... I did 24 games, so I think I worked today. It was about 22,000 miles. Oof, that's phenomenal. And how much do you think you spend with your season ticket, your travel? The fuel you're driving, yeah. or are you getting the train? Or? Yeah, well, it varies. I was in Blackpool for the friendly last weekend, and then I've got a young boy who's four. He's just oh. got started mad into Rangers. I brought him up for his second game the weekend. Yeah. And then there's a few of us around here. There's four or five of us with season tickets, so... If we can't fill a car, we jump on the train. It takes us about three hours, 45 in the car. 
Yeah. Obviously, with the price of fuel and stuff going up now, you're talking about 120, 140 quid return trip. It's a huge amount of money. Yeah. You know, and so you're not getting home at no. 10 o'clock on a Saturday night? No, it, yeah. like, what we did last season, like with the Europa League one, we took half days at work. We'd leave from Chester about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we'd, we'd set off back from Glasgow about half 10 of the night time, get back in the door at about quarter to three. And then my alarm was set at 6.30 for work. So I'm self-employed. So I don't get, I've not got the benefit of days off. So I had to be at work. So I walked two, three hours sleep and then back to work. Mitchell, I know people at the clubs listen and people like you spending so much money and the devotion to the, the their club. It's what it's all about. Mitchell, great to talk to you. Can we speak to you during the season? Yes, definitely, lads. All well done, Mitchell. Sure. Enjoy. Thanks, Mitchell. Sure, so we want to find out who is Mark predicting is going to win the title and we're going to get Mark and Simon's prediction for this weekend for all six Premiership games. And also, one of you is coming on with a chance to win £250. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So yes, we've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements and this is your chance to win £250 tonight and every night here on the Go Radio Football Show. All you have to do is predict this weekend's Scottish Premiership results. Win, lose or draw. Well, that's your scorelines, but it's getting it right. Win, lose or draw. And you can also register online at thisisgo.co.uk. Someone who's done it already is Michael from Cumbernauld. Hello, Michael. Hi Paul, how are you doing? Uh, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Groundbreaking. You are on our second anniversary programme, um, our first caller on the competition. So it would be good, wouldn't it, to get £250 just for getting these rights, uh, the game's right. Have you had a good close season? You're a Celtic fan. Aye, it's been all right. I'm missing the football like mad, though, eh? It seems long, doesn't it, because we didn't have a tournament. Um, it's going to be a strange season, though, isn't it, with the break for the World Cup? Uh, it will be I'm not too sure exactly when the when the break is but uh, I'm looking forward to the World Cup as well yep November into December deep into it isn't it Mark you yeah, know the uh, facts and figures yeah, yeah. I think the uh, I think it finishes on um, the November 12th 13th for the last uh, round of fixtures and it breaks up for the World Cup and then the Premiership starts back the week before Christmas Saturday 18th um, of December and uh, the World Cup finals the, the following day on Sunday the 19th I've just got a text in from Jim White and I mentioned Jim because he's in Qatar at the moment he's just interviewed the CEO Nasser al Qatar, who is the CEO of the World Cup so we'll be alright for tickets if only we were there Simon I know yeah. I know. Jim could have got us a few complimentaries <laughs> right Michael yeah, Michael so we're going to go through uh, the games let's get the predictions of Mark Simon and you and James and I will take a note of your predictions and we'll get you back on on Monday where will we start um, we usually finish with uh, the big two let's start with Hearts against Ross County tomorrow um, Simon who do you fancy there so Hearts what a season last year yeah. in Ross County as well yeah, yeah and I think Hearts will be back up there looking to be the best of the rest this mm-hmm. season I think they will start with a win tomorrow against Ross County at home Tynecastle 2-0 you, you think 2-0 for the Hearts uh, Mark what do you reckon in another bigger longer contract for Lee McCulloch, the assistant, yeah. and for, for the manager, Rory yeah, for Robert, yeah, yeah, good business by Hearts, good move for all parties there. I think that works really well. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw at Tynecastle tomorrow. That's controversial, isn't it? And why? You've obviously... I know Ross County's uh, been on yeah, fire. Yeah, Ross County have just said yeah. that a few yeah. games under their belt. 
you know they, they know their way about hearts so just try to find okay. perhaps a wee bit of uh, rhythm something just something just says a, a, a score draw 1-1 Michael what do you reckon? Hearts 1-0 Hearts 1-0 okay and is it going to be Lauren Shankland? Good signing for them isn't it Michael? Yeah pretty decent actually I, I, I thought it would have worked a bit better for him in Belgium I thought he might have kicked on a wee bit he grabbed some more goals but obviously it didn't work out for him but good luck to It kind of dried up Mark, will we throw you in first for the Premier League newcomers, although they're very much a Premier League club? What do you think, Kilmarnock against Dundee United? I think this looks a good game. Yeah, yeah, potentially be a game of the. the, the, the I'm obviously loving some Rangers, but out there yeah, with that. Sure. Um, I'm going to go 2 2, Kilmarnock 2, mm-hmm. Dundee United 2. 2 2, you say. Uh, Michael, what do you think? 2 1 to Dundee United. Oof, 2-1 Dundee United and scorer Stephen Fletcher going to score? Nah no. <laughs> well, Some Celtic fans wanted him there what, just two years ago um, What do you reckon? I think it'll be a tight one I'm going to go one each I think Kilmarnock will be a tough place to go as always this season I think Dundee United will have a good season I think they've I think Fletcher will be good. The, the boy is at Levitt as well. Yep. Signing, I think goes from Man United. Yeah, yep. they'll have a decent season, I think. Right. But I'm going with one-one for the opening game. Tony Watt, a striker in your mould, really, Simon. In some ways, is it going to come good for him there? He was great for Motherwell. He's great at Motherwell. Uh, great at Motherwell, and he's got a bit of experience there as well now. So yeah, he'll, he'll be hoping to kick on. Uh, as I say, I think Dundee United will be top six material again, but tomorrow will be a difficult one. I'm going for a one-one draw. Right, and Michael, your scoreline again. 2-1 uh, to Dundee United 2-1 Dundee United because yours is the one that counts you're up for the £250 right St Johnson against Hibs you're first in Michael well both of them have had uh, pretty dreadful close seasons what do you feel? No, no, right, no. Well, yeah, it is, isn't it? In fact, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think, well, I don't know if you're right, but uh, Aidan McGeady out for six weeks to three months, maybe, and that's bad news, Mark, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know, you know, looking forward to seeing Aidan McGeady back in mm. Scottish football. Paul always liked him as a player, really lit up the game as a as a kid. You know, went went to Russia. You know, we yeah. talk about those business deals coming through the academy and getting Celtic twelve million pounds in a transfer fee. Um, yeah, and that's that's a real blow for Lee, for Lee Johnson because you know Aidan McGeady all day long is a is a match Oof, winner. Yeah, he's a class player, wasn't he, Simon? Did you? No, no. I, I just missed Aidan. Obviously, watched him yeah. uh, playing with Celtic and an entertaining player to, to to watch. What did you like so much about him? What was his? Just his craft. Yeah. His craft to go by someone. It's a great ability to to take somebody out of the equation, which is always a threat in a team. Uh, really good close control it'll be a huge miss for, for Hibs you know mm. the excitement of bringing him in experienced player now and all of a sudden they're going to miss him Scoreline what do you think? I'm going one each Yeah, I'm going one each I think Hibs obviously haven't got off to the best of starts against St Johnson difficult Perth uh, and on day one I'm going to go for another draw 1-1 one, one. and of course David Marshall is uh, the new captain mm. of Hibs yeah. with Paul Hanlon the, the club, club captain, captain the team yeah. captain yeah. What, what do you think and St Johnson a couple of new yeah. signings this week as well yeah, yeah a couple of good got a goalkeeper in Remy Matthews um, I remember him at Hamilton Ackies was very very good um, Jamie Murphy Graham Carey just adding a, that bit extra in the final third um, of the of the pitch I'm going to go for St Johnston to win 1-0 tomorrow right where's the goal coming from 
could be Graham Carey. Okay, we'll watch for that one. So you're going for St. Johnson. But Michael, crucially, he's going for nil-nil. Right, let's go to Sunday. We will come back to Livingston Rangers, of course, and to Celtic Aberdeen. But let's go to St. Mirren against Motherwell. Motherwell, if you're just tuning in, the manager parted company today, Graham Alexander, has gone. Um, what do you think for this one, Mark Guidi? So that's a really tough, tough one now to call yeah. uh, when you look at it, Paul. Um, I'm I'm going to go for Motherwell. And where the goal's going to come from? Right, I'm going to go for for Motherwell to win two one. Motherwell to win two one. So Stephen Robinson, it'll be strange for him, won't it? Against his old team, who yep. are now managerless. Yep. And the quirks of football. If you'd asked me the question at the start of the show, uh-huh. I'd have probably had a different prediction. I'm going to go for Motherwell on the basis of new manager potentially coming in and just a change I think if it had been the same as last night yeah. I'd have probably went for St Mirren so I'm just going yeah. by totally the quirks of football 1-0 Motherwell 1-0 Motherwell and Keith Lasley it'll be strange for him won't it the new CEO yeah, yeah, at St Mirren so he's Mirren. gone to St Mirren yeah. is he going back to Motherwell as manager <laughs> is that a possibility yeah. uh, well hey, it's a possibility just, yeah, you can, can rule it out yeah. yeah you can rule it out Michael what do you reckon scoreline for St Mirren against Motherwell uh, comfortable 2-0 win for St Mirren 2-0 win oh right you're going for St Mirren to yeah we haven't asked the guys yet who you think will go down I hate that question at the start of the season it's tough horrible, isn't it it's yeah. a horrible question so but the key one is Michael there's going to ask it Mar- <laughs> yeah, uh, you know I will um, right Michael what about tomorrow at 12 o'clock Livingston against Rangers remember the £250 riding on it potentially what do you think uh, you try to trick me here didn't you Um 1-1 Oof 1-1 Oof. Is that wishful thinking from you as a Celtic fan or that, I guess that's what you think So the surface No I, mean, I, I, well, I wish Livingston went 5-0 but that will not happen So you reckon 1-1 Simon what do you think? I think Rangers will go off to a winning start uh, It'll be interesting to see how they line up shape as well as personnel but I'm going to go for 2-0 Rangers Two-nil Rangers. And who's the goalkeeper for you tomorrow? McGregor. It's McGregor. Yep, yep. Okay. So you reckon two-nil Rangers. Uh, crucially, um, Michael thinks it's going to be a draw. Mark? I, I think tomorrow's just, it's, it's getting in, getting the job done and getting out um, and, and getting prepared for Tuesday night. A professional one-nil win for Rangers. Reckon one-nil for Rangers. Let's hear from uh, the manager. We heard the squad update earlier on. He spoke about Morelis as well. Um, and remember, this is what he said, though, about the league and how important it is for him. Well, I mean, that's, um, I think that's the most important competition we're in. Next year, we want to uh, be champions of, uh, of Scotland again. You know, we, uh, we didn't uh, uh, last year, so we start all over again. And, and it's crucial for him. It's not, you can hear it. He's desperate to get that title back. Right, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. Michael will be back for your prediction in a moment or two. But let's hear the manager speak about the opposition. What about Aberdeen? Yeah, it'll be a good challenge. As you said, um, you know, it was, it's always difficult when a manager comes in mid-season, you know, like Jim did last year. But, you know, I think now he's got sort of, he's kind of squad together. And like I said, they've made a lot of changes. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a positive start for them in the cup, and and they have done well in the Premier Sports Cup. And what about the season itself and the competition for this title? It'll be tough, no tougher than than last year, I guess. Um, so it's hard to assess things in pre-season. Everyone, I think, every manager thinks they've had a great pre-season, and every signing has been fantastic. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, 
gets to unfold in, in the reality of competition over the next few weeks. And then we'll... I remember him saying this time last year, Mark, yeah, when he's asked questions, he said, yeah, but it's all words just now. Whatever I say, let's see what happens. And who would have believed how it would turn out for him? He produced the goods, Paul. You know, he's been an outstanding manager in just one year. The style of football, the quality of signings, the, the way he's got them to play, which was new to most of us in the in the in the Scottish game, and as I say, you know, didn't get off to a great start. Took him a number of games to win away from home, knocked out of Europe. But by goodness, he, he recovered and, and he got things um, going. Michael, could you have imagined a double for your team this time last year? No, nah, I think we were all dreading the season the way the the, the squad was shaping up. Yeah. We, we obviously had that tough first fixture away to Hearts last year and yep. dropped the points, but uh, kicked on really well. Signed really well in January. I think January was key. He did, didn't he? And what about, well, some of the players came in last year and then some have been cemented as, you know, full-time, the loans are over. That's the good news for Celtic. What does the manager think? And what does his captain think about his new colleagues? Yeah, the new boys have been great. Um, came in, settled really well, really nice guys as well. And, you know, they're just adding to, to the core that we've already got, uh, you know, good professionals and, and good people. So as many of them as you can work with, then it gives you a great starting point. Um, to try and be successful and, and like I said the guys have come in and, and settled in really well So what do you reckon tomorrow Simon or for Sunday for Sunday to kick off I think yep. on what I predicted earlier goals 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 particularly Celtic Park this year I'm going 4-0 Celtic 4-0 Celtic Mark what do you reckon 2-0 Celtic 2-0 Celtic comfortable 2-0 who's up front Kyogo Kyogo says Simon Donnelly former Celtic striker yeah Kyogo but I'm going to go O'Reilly for first goal okay the builder, apparently they're calling him as well, but it's back to a faulty towers uh, reference, which thank I'm going to check out. Indeed, thank you. Mitchell uh, was on earlier, and he thinks Rangers are going to win the title, but he knows it's going to be tough. Michael, what do you think? How's your team going to start tomorrow, Sunday? I think the, they're just going to start the way that they're, they're always going to start, and they're going to try and fly in at the box, and I think we'll score a couple of early goals and probably a comfortable 3-0 win. You reckon a 3-0 win. Right, got a note of that, haven't we? Michael, can we call you on Monday? We'll find out how you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do, do you know what time it is? Is it going to be before six? I'll or check. I'll we'll, six. Oh, have you? Yeah, we'll do it. Of course, with the people's <laughs> station. Yeah, we'll do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Michael, thanks so much. Are you going to the match on Sunday? You're going to be there? Uh, no, I'm no. no, I'm working. You're working. Oh, well, we can't fault that, can we? Okay, Michael, thanks a lot for coming on and we'll speak to you on Monday. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks very much. Cheers, Michael, there on the competition. And you can join it. Join us for that. Go to thisisgo.co.uk. With Clyde Built Home Improvements, you can win £250. Right, just a few, a minute and a half to go. So, Simon, uh, you changed your mind about Motherwell only yeah. because in the last two, well, hour and a half, um, yeah, Graham Alexander has gone. Yep. Yeah, just the quirks of football, I think. Motherwell might get a result now. And for the title, you think it is your old club, but it's going to be Celtic, tight? Or? It will yep. be tight. Yes, it will be tight. But I think Celtic uh, are in a great position to go and defend it. Mark, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, very, very tight, Paul. I just think Celtic's a team to beat. Just, um, uh, just because the fact there's more of a, a rhythm. Um, they've been together more. The group's been together. They've added uh, one or two, but, but essentially... The, the absolute core is the same uh, and if, but if Rangers players at their signed if they can hit the ground running and gel together then we're going to have a well I think we will have a brilliant season regardless but like I say Paul I think the title winners will get to high 90s if not 100 points which is an improvement in last season and, and I do see it genuinely get into the wire even more so than last season because we really look at it it was over by the time the split arrived but I think this season it will go deep into the split
and that breaking news earlier today, Rooney had the victory over Vardy in <laughs> the Wagatha Gate. So, but we've run out of time. Can't talk about it. Um, Graham Alexander is gone. We wish him all the best. Enjoy the football over the weekend and we'll be back on Monday night. Barry will be here with us back from his summer break. Barry Ferguson and Mark will come back in as well. Simon, we'll see you soon too. Thank you. Cheers, Paul. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for everyone who called. And uh, up next after the news, it's going to be Zoe Kelly. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.